Citizens of Norta, it is with a heavy heart that I report to you the death of our king, Tiberius Calor VI, King of Norta, Flame of the North. In what appears to be an attempt to usurp the crown, manipulated by suspected Scarlet Guard spy Marina Titanos, Prince Tiberius VII killed his father with his own sword. Prince Maven Calor will now step in as acting king for his father, and we await his address to his people. Rest in peace, wise, gentle King Tiberius. I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller. And this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family book club podcast. Today we are discussing Red Queen by Victoria Aviard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. Maven has betrayed me. No, he was never on my side at all. My eyes adjust, seeing bars through the dim light. The ceiling is low and heavy, just like the underground air. I've never been here before, but I know it all the same. The bowl of bones. I whisper aloud, expecting no one to hear me. Instead, someone laughs. Welcome to Reading with the Rockefellers. This is episode 18, Red Queen, chapter 27. It was a swole laugh. <laughs> I, I don't understand how she didn't feel Cal being there because of his heat. Right. I mean, we'll get to that in a second. Why technically his ability isn't working, but still, I feel like he would just be angry. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think they're leaning up against the same wall. Not at the, not when it starts. Oh, are they not? He gets up he and gets he up goes and, and sits fire. Yeah. yeah. And then she can feel like the heat radiating off of him or whatever. But I also feel like she was just like, there's no one else here with me. I'm the only one who's in danger. It's like, Mare, sweetheart. In her defense, when this has happened previously, pretty much wherever she's woken up, she's been, been alone. alone. That's true. So they would, she would probably figure that they would take Cal and put him Somewhere someplace else. else and not leave him right with her. You know what I mean? Yeah, I guess. I get it. She doesn't know yet that they're equally fated. Yes. And that's why they're both there. Mm -hmm. In the bowl of bones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Trademark. Well, underneath mm -hmm. it right now. Well, I mean, I feel like we, right. it's it's all part of the same structure. Tomato, no. tomato. Like, I feel like the <laughs> the cells beneath like the hall of the sun is still part of the hall of the sun. Right. Fair enough. They haven't actually gone into the... The arena yet. The arena, the actual Thunderdome. It kind of reminds me of Mad Max Thunderdome. Kind of. Or the, what's call it, arenas? Gladiator arenas? Yep. From way back in the Dizzy. But she comes to, and yeah. she th thinks she's alone. She hears somebody laugh. And, of course... It's Cal. Yeah. Very swole. Yeah. It's hulkiness over in the corner. She can see it as her eyes begin to get used to the dark. And so she's kind of going over her. This is like this is like her pre-pity party. Yeah. Yeah. 
like the appetizers at the pity party. She hasn't mm-hmm. really gotten to the full course meal yeah, yet. Yeah, everyone's still waiting in the foyer. Yeah. Right. They're been invited. to go into the... Yeah. To, haven't opened the doors yet. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The reception hasn't officially started. I have issues <laughs> with the caterer. Yeah. So ironing out all the kinks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can we keep this party metaphor going? I feel like we can continue this. But this is as long this, as you want. Is this also not where she's introduced to Silent Stone? Yeah. Yeah. Because the first thing she wants to do is test her abilities. Right. And she can't. Cal's like, well, duh. <laughs> she's like, where's Arvin? You know? Like, nowhere, sweetheart. Like, no, this well, is... I mean, he's somewhere. But right. He, he's close by, but he's not causing this particular exactly. issue. He's not in the same area. Yeah. So the cells are made out of what's called silent stone. Mm-hmm. And it basically traps your ability pushes down your ability just like a silence does or a silent yeah ability does i love that cal's just like don't ask me to explain it because i can't and i don't feel like trying i don't feel right like now. trying i what's to tired. explain well i feel it's like it's just what, stone that that suppresses your ability yeah, she gets it but uh, you learn how it's made in the third book and it's really disturbing did you not know that Maybe you didn't remember. Well, Silent I Stone. Remember. I know Silent Stone is definitely something that is talked about and used a lot, a lot. in the future books. That's why yeah. I pointed it out here because it's yeah. really our first introduction. And then she gets a brief history lesson, correct, on like the yeah. previous executions. Yeah, Cal runs down a list of people that have been executed there, and then adds them on to the end of it. The traitor prince. Who killed his father for the crown and the so little lightning wait. girl who talked him into it, basically. Yeah. We're giving the paraphrase version. Right, exactly. But obviously, they'll, the media will give them some sort of label. You know, they love to package things and brand it up and spin it. So you know that they'll do that at some point in time. Well, of right. course. So... I think it's dawned on Mare now at this point that they're going to get executed, right? Yeah. She understands that that's what's happening here. Yeah, Cal makes it pretty clear that they're going to execute him. And then he goes on kind of like a Forrest Gump style rant about all the different ways that they could be executed. I want to bring something up from just before that. Mare's talking about how, like, you know, she corrupted Cal's thoughts, and he's like, well, you almost did. I almost chose you this morning. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you wouldn't. Liar. Yeah, I, I kind of wondered what the utility was in that lie. I guess maybe he just thought he needed to say something. Right. Maybe he maybe Like, he don't did. kick her while she's down. Yeah. Maybe for a second he thought about it. Mm. I doubt it. I doubt it. He's probably it. just making her feel better. Yeah, right. I think so. Because she was pretty pathetic about it. Yeah. But he's like, yeah, we could be executed together or separately. Time. We could be by gun or by sword, by ability. All three. All three. But the one thing is that they will definitely make it slow. Yep. And they will definitely make it painful. Mm-hmm. And there'll be lots of people watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So Mare's super excited about that. She's got that to look forward right. to. Mm-hmm. Well, she's yeah. all like, well, I hope I just bleed everywhere. And then everyone will see that I have red blood. What are they going to do then? Why? Cal's <laughs> like, they'll just hide it. I mean, I thought it came with a Yeah. Biscuit. He's like, do you think that'll change anything when everybody sees you bleed all over the place? Like, that's going to change anything? Right. They're spinning so much of this already, they'll just find another way to spin it. And, you know, she's like, but they have to be, you know, this has to be carried on. She's thinking to herself, you know, I gave Farley the list. This has to be something that's continued. And then she's like, oh, oh wait, wait, Farley's, Farley's dead. dead. Yeah. Right. She assumes everybody's dead. Exactly. Because she's the ultimate pessimist. Right. But Cal didn't even know about this list. In no. her hurry to tell everyone about the list, she forgot to tell Cal about the list. At this point, yeah. So he's like, what list? What list are you talking about? No, she doesn't say it out loud, I don't think. She just thinks about it in her head. No, she does. She's like... Because he says something like the others? Yeah. And she has to, like, oh, say yeah, yeah, yeah. everything, and it comes out very choppy and bad. Because at the same time, she's realizing that Julian told her... So that Maven would know, so that Alara would know, like, it's all part of, like, Julian was using her, too, as a gateway for information. He knew that by giving that information that it was going to get out. I don't think think that's that's true. She said that he used her perfectly. Maven. Julian. No, Julian. Have I been misinterpreting No, that? she said Maven. She didn't say Julian used her perfectly. Yeah. So what she says is, there are others. Julian figured it out. He told me how to find them, and, and I told him. He used me so perfectly. Oh, so the him, him is... Him is referring ma- okay. to two right. people in that sentence, right. so it can get confusing, confusing. but she's she- a 17-year-old girl about to be executed, so give right. her a break. I think that's gotcha. why Julian kept telling her so many times not to trust anybody. Exactly. In all fairness, Julian did say, you don't even have a right to trust me. So, you know. Yeah. Here's where the doors really get open on the pity party. (laughs) Everyone, come on in. It's the confetti drop. Mm -hmm. It's the big time. The champagne pops. And Mare is off and running with her pity party. party. Bring the ice cream. Because... She's like, I thought that I was playing Cal and Maven both, and it turns out that everybody was using me, and, you know. Then she's like, uh, Cal is is basically kind of just trying to be like, yeah, what did you think was going to happen? You know, Cal's taking it to the ultra-pessimistic side. And Mare <laughs> is trying to convince him that she didn't, She there was no malice towards Cal in particular in what she right. did. She didn't set out to hurt Cal like exactly. Maven did. He and just happened to be caught in the crossfire. Right, because he's like, because yeah. he said to her, he's like, how does it feel to be used? Which, oof, first of all. Right. right. She's like, I didn't mean to hurt you. I still think you're swole. I mean, swell. <laughs> That's in your notes, isn't it? That is indeed in my notes. (laughs) I remember you saying something about that when we were talking about it. Yeah, and of course he doesn't respond to that. I 
I as going back in preparation for one of our bonus episodes, um, I remember I saw this time. I don't even remember us really going over it, but there was a point where Julian was like, regardless of what you think, Mare, you are playing their game as their pawn. If there's something like that. It's right. Like, yeah. Honey. Yeah, Julian tells her that, and she's right. all like, no, I'm not. I'm no one's fool. Yeah. Okay, sweetheart. I won't play their game. Oh, but you He's are. He's like, you're going to play their game whether you want to or not. It would be awesome if when they lead them out to do the execution, they have a big screen up there, and they actually have video of all the time. She was like, I'm not going to be anyone's fool, and they were just <laughs> laughing at it. <laughs> I'm not a pawn. Cell phone. <laughs> and then she starts worrying about her family. Like a whole other right. set of worries. Oh my God, they're going to kill my family More too. More stuff to feel oh, yeah. They're all for. dead. And... Thank God Shade is dead so he so doesn't have to suffer me. this fate. He's out of Maven's reach. I'm thankful. She loves that drama. Basically, she loves that drama. Everyone good in the entire world is dead except for Cal and Mare right now in her mind. Right. And they're yeah. about to die. Right. So just evil will prevail and good is dead. And of course, the ultimate icing on the cake is that Kalorn is dead after everything that she did to try to save him. He right. died anyway. Yeah. So Again, that's the cherry on top of her pity party Sunday. He's older than you, Bear. Doesn't matter to her. I know. And then uh, the, I just have in my notes another shade mention for Mare. She mentions her brother. Her dead brother. Again. Again. Yeah. yeah. And the fact that he is dead specifically, bringing that up, she just... Well, because she's... She loves to keep that fresh in her mind. That one that one eats at her. Well, that's true. Because she thinks she just saved all her brothers, but then they got to shade first. And she knows that they did it. But, but every time she's like... She's like, my dead brother Shade, or Shade right. is dead. It's like, can you talk about him without just being like, hey, no, he's also dead. Nope. She cannot. You know why? Why? he's dead. She loves that drama. She loves okay. that drama. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> nope. Okay. I do do the, do the editing, not you. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> I technically do a second set of editing. I mean, that's true, but. There's a mention of earrings here and I have that specifically in my notes because I remember Mia you saying something about the earrings and some kind of relevance they have did I? yeah oh oh yeah Mare's like at least I'll still have the earrings when I die and those are the ones that her each of her brothers gave her and Kalorn and Kalorn gave her one when they yeah because it's, they're not mentioned a ton of times but the earrings yeah, yeah they're mentioned they're mentioned quite a bit quite a bit Real. Yeah. There, it was just in the last... See, I, there's a difference between a girl and a guy. I yeah. didn't pick up on any of that. <laughs> we're, we're like earrings. Ooh. Yeah, there was in the in the episode where they blew up the bridge Mythbuster style. Yeah. Kalorn gave, Kalorn gave her, her an earring and she pierced actually, her ear with it right oh, there. Right, actually, right, 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 right. Kalorn crap. gave Farley the earring to give to, to, give to Mare. To yeah. There was a middleman there. Right. She straight up Kelsoed it. Yeah, she just... <laughs> crashed it right in there and then she was like oh yeah red blood i hope nobody sees this <laughs> funny tee so anyway 
So now there, Cal has moved over there to sit next to her, and she can feel his temperature. She can feel his heat. I, Dad made it creepy, not me. <laughs> I was trying not to go there. Well, we went there is this, before. Is so. this when he comes in? Yeah, this is yeah. when he walks in. Maven strolls in like a boss. Like a, like boss. a boss. With all daddy's medals on. Mm-hmm. He and inherited all of daddy's shiny things. Cal mm-hmm. immediately throws himself at the cell like an idiot trying to get to Maven. What do you think that's going to do? At least Mare is like, you know what, um... I'm too tired. Yeah. Well, his swollenness makes the metal ring. It does. And Maven flinches. Yeah. Maven flinches. We got a flinch count there. Yeah. We need to have like an actual count so eventually. So that's good. Where it's like an actual counter that gets put in the in the video version. I'll, I'll right go back and that. count them eventually. Yeah. So then Maven starts talking trash. Like old school street trash to Cal right here, basically. Well, yeah, because Cal's like, so is it going to be you in the arena? Basically, do you have the intestinal fortitude right. to kill right. me yourself? Basically, like, macaw. Yeah. Right. And Maven's like... Do you even like, have the nerve? Right. Maven's like, you know I can't beat you with ability, so I beat you with my head. Basically, like, it doesn't matter who's in the arena killing you. Uh, I've already won. Your death is just the afterthought. Right. I beat you, now I'm beating you more. Yeah. So, yeah, Maven talking mad trash. Yeah, Cal tries to appeal to Maven's softer side by calling him Mavy. You know, and is basically like, yeah. how could you do this to father, to me, to her, you know, meaning Mare? Like, right. didn't you hold some yeah. sort of regard yeah. for her? No. And then that's when that's when the mad trash talking starts. And he says that outside all of this, everybody is waiting for him to stumble, for him not to be able to pick up his father's crown and keep this going, and that he has to be strong and show them right off the bat that he's not going to bow to anybody, basically. Right. That I'm everybody, strong. Yeah, that everybody was sitting around salivating, waiting for Cal to be king because... He would be a pushover king, and they knew it, and Maven won't be a pushover king. He most certainly will not. No. And he craps all over Mare, too, here. Right, yeah. Because a big dose of verbal whiplash to Mare. She goes on, he talks about how she was with Cal, with his brother, when she was supposed to be betrothed to him. Like, see, this is where you see the the deviousness of Maven because he knew right. this all along. They never hid any of this. The cameras right. were rolling. I mean, well, he knew. and I hear so much of Alara in this when he tells the hypothetical story about what would happen if their father lived out his natural life and died on his deathbed, an old man. And then Cal would be coronated as king, married to Evangeline, and they would have children by this point in time. And uh, Evangeline's family would just kill Cal. At some point. And then their son, his his heir, would be king. That Cal has no backbone, and basically they would just walk all over him, and they would 
usurp him with his son exactly the same way. So that's Maven's excuse as to why he did what he did, and Cal's not buying a minute of it. Uh, I guess that's not Cal. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, Maven's given the, you know, my my brother took everything from me. Everything was supposed to be mine. Yeah. Mare has to pipe up on this, though, because she is not having Maven think that Cal, like, stole her from him. Yeah. She tells him that he was never hers and she was never his, that it was all a lie. Yeah. And that it didn't have anything to do with, with Cal. Cal. It was the fact that she thought that Mare was, or Mare thought that Maven was better than Cal. But he turned out not to be. So how could he think that any of, since everything he said was a lie, their relationship and what they thought they felt about each other is all bogus anyway. And none of that has to do with Cal. It's all Maven's doing. He's done all this to himself. Maven flinches when she yells at him. Yeah, so that's again. another one. He's flinching all over the place. Yeah. So much for coming out with a strong backbone, <laughs> King. Right, strolling yeah. in like a boss. Cal doesn't have a backbone. Leaving like a little baby. Yeah, Cal doesn't have a backbone. Yeah, don't yell at me. <laughs> Sorry. My, my laugh is screechy tonight. I don't know what it is. And Maven kind of appeals to Mare. He's, He's like, like, I can save you. Right. Like, if you choose I'm the me. king. Right. Yeah, I can do anything I want. So choose me and I can save you. And she's like, that's going to be a hard pass. Right. Yeah, it's definitely uh, Maven seeming like he doesn't want to let a play toy go. You right. know, he's had so much fun toying with yeah. her. It's like, why not just keep toying with her? Exactly. And Mare's not buying it. Right. For the first finally, time, she makes a smart decision. She's finally not buying it. She's like, oh, everything he says is a lie. Duh. Right. You told yourself that in chapter nine. Yet here we are in chapter 27. You have to tell, you're having to tell yourself that again. Right. So then Maven's like, so you were going to choose him, Cal, over me. And what is Mare's response? I have to throw my head back and laugh, feeling the eyes of the brothers on me. Cal betrayed me, and I betrayed him. And you betrayed us both in a thousand different ways. The words are heavy as stone, but right. So right. I choose no one. So that is not ending the way either one of those brothers think it's going to. Exactly. Also, love the fact that it is defying common YA stereotype of you have to choose one or the other. Right. She's just like, nah, I'm good. You're not the boss of me. Right. Right. I don't think Cal is really... I do what I want. I don't think Cal was even that like, oh, choose me, but I think it was definitely just her outright saying, hey, I don't I don't need either one of you. Yeah. I, I don't... I'm done. It, it's, it's also not, I don't need either one of you. It's just like, why would I choose either one of you? You both have done terrible things to me. Yeah. I don't... Maven, you just lied to me for three months, and Cal's about to die. So All my right. options here are not real great. I feel like if they hadn't <laughs> been in a cell and there were something separating the two, that her finger would have been right in Maven's face while she, wagging while she was saying this. Yeah, line. pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Surprised it wasn't. 
She can she could probably stick a hand through the bars. Yeah. So she asks Maven if once her blood is spilled in the bowl of bones and everybody can see her red blood, what he's going to do. Is he going to tell the people the truth? Ah, uh, honey. Yeah. And and he is so condescending, mansplaining the crap out of this to her. <laughs> Maven-splaining. Pretty it, much. It deserves its own title. It is Maven-splaining. He's like, haven't you been paying attention? No. I'm the king. I can do anything I want. The truth is whatever he makes it. And so, you know, Mare comes up with all these great quips in her mind, basically, about how, you know, she knows that not everybody's going to believe the story that he's trying to spin because they'll see right through it. At least that's what she thinks. But Maven says that anybody that knew the truth about her had to be dealt with. So that means Lady Blanos yep. has been dealt with. Which, honestly, are we that angry? I mean, obviously she didn't deserve it, but, like, of right. everyone Mare had to deal with, I feel like that's one of the most okay. Yeah, it's like, eh. But all of her maids... <laughs> You're going to murder somebody. Yeah. Murder I mean, Lady right. I'll, I'll give you She's her. like, so many people have been murdered up until this point. Anyway. Uh, all of her maids that were sisters, Alara killed them herself and apparently greatly enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, because Alara is a cool, sadistic person. Right. And, of course, Lucas is going to be the next one to be executed. And Mare is going to have to witness it. And Maven is really excited about it. Yeah, and Mare's like, you told me he was safe with his family. Honey, I will, I actually like what Maven says. Yeah. When are you going to realize that every word out of my mouth was a lie? Yeah, she's Honey. still not picking it up at this point. He's not fully, you know what I mean? Right. Like, she's still right. like, oh, there had to be some kernel of truth in there. No. No, not really. Not really. Right. And Maven has been not so subtly suggesting that suggesting that Mare has not been paying attention <laughs> like over and over and she's still not getting it. Sometimes she's so dim. Uh yeah. Yeah. Then he deals her another blow by saying that it was a shame they couldn't get Julian back here in time so he could watch Mare die. Right. Mare's like, "You found Julian? What?" And straight out of the book. Yep. I kind of like his response, to be honest. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's Maven. It's, it's so Maven. It is, yeah. He says, of course we did. We captured Julian and Sarah both. Maven laughs. I'll settle for killing Skonos first, finishing the job my mother began. You know the story there now, don't you, Cal? You know what my mother did, whispering her way into Corianne's head, making her brain crawl. He draws close, closer, eyes wide and frightening. Sarah knew, and your father, even you, refused to believe her. You let my mother win, and you've done it again. Ouch. Mic drop. Right? Pretty much. And scene. Yeah. It's, Good job, Maven. It's basically just showing that Alara is still the puppet master here. You know, Maven Mm -hmm. goes to make a stand, and it's on the back of his mother. You know, he doesn't do anything without his mother. Right. 
That's the insidiousness of this plan. Right. Is that I it's got to... Alara woven all the way through yeah. it. Yeah. It it has to go through mommy first. And then he and then he even tells Mayor that he's gonna kill her mom and her sisters and her father and everyone like her. Right. Yeah. Because he already knows because she couldn't wait to tell him. Right. So he's like, I'm going to track down all those people and kill all them, too. And he doesn't have to have a list. He could do what Julian did and do the exact same thing. He just needs to know that they exist. Right. And then there's the quote that you stumped us with on the quiz that you were giving us the other night. Oh, yeah. I am the king and you could have been my red queen. Now you are nothing. Bye-bye. Pretty much, right. yeah. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, honey. Yeah. And he tells her, I told you to hide your heart, which he did, and you didn't listen. And then the best part of the chapter happens. Mayor, Mayor launches a giant loogie. She spits in Maven's face. Right in Maven's hey, eye. Maven, you got some loogie on your face there, bud. Right in his eye. And so Maven's kind of like, um, yeah, I, I'm I got, gonna go. I got Loogie in my eye now. I got to go. Right. I got to go get Queen Mommy to wash this off real quick. And it's kind of funny because he really did. He kind of delivered these awesome, awesome biting remarks, especially from a position of power. And then he kind of looked like an idiot at the end because <laughs> she simply spit in his eye. Well, I mean, she has. Three older brothers plus Kalorn, so basically four. Yeah. But before he goes, he says, Many things led to this day for all of us. A forgotten son, a vengeful mother, a brother with a long shadow, a strange mutation. Together, they've written a tragedy. So all those moving parts have come together to place Mare and Cal where they are now. Which yep. is about to die. And then he waltzes out. Or moonwalks or however it is that he leaves the room. Right. So then all the party goers come out with, from the rooms they were hiding in and Mayor's pity party continues. Yes. Let the pity party it's, continue. We're serving desserts Right. It's, the, yeah. Everyone's dead. The universe is lost. There's just There will be no joy ever in human history. I mean, she's just yeah. super downer. It started in the spiral garden, and now it ends here in the bowl of bones. I'll leave as a corpse. This is it. I'm going to die. Cal's going to die. Everybody's going to die. And Cal's just like, eh. you know what I mean? And then they find out that they, they're each given their suits that they're going to wear into the bowl of bones. And Cal gets his, like, training suit. You know, he gets... I mean, they're both in, like, cheap versions of a training suit. Well, his is his is better, and hers is, like, the whatchacallit one. And uh, Arvin is there, and that's when he tells Cal that he's going to get to fight. Well, Cal also still has his Flamemaker bracelets. Right, right. They haven't, they haven't uh, taken that away from him, so... When his ability is lifted, if his ability is lifted, you're you're given that what you call it idea that it's going to be that he'll be able to fight. And then Mare will not. Yeah, Mare ha- is not given a decent suit. She's given no weapons. You know, she's basically just going to have to go in there and die. She's not going to have a choice. And Cal's like, "I'll protect you for as long as I can." 
And Mare says, I don't deserve it. Honey. <laughs> Deserve's got nothing to do with it. No, honestly, you don't deserve it. <laughs> so then they're on their way up to like the steel gate that I guess leads into the arena, and there's Lucas. Yeah, yeah, he's there. And Lucas is pretty mad at Mare. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'd say he's pretty mad. He's pretty mad. I don't really blame him. No, no, I don't. And and Mare is actually like serving second dessert or after dessert coffee at this point in time because she's like, Lucas is just another one that I had to use and throw away. And, yeah. you know, she cringes when he says her name. And now in Lucas's defense, he lays it on pretty thick. Oh, yeah. Here. Well, he's me, about to be executed. Let me, let me read what he says here. Yeah. You do it again. The words sting sharply. Would you risk me for your terrorist friends again? I would. I don't say it out loud, but Lucas sees my answer in my eyes. I kept your secret. It's worse than any insult he could throw at me. The knowledge that he protected me, even though I didn't deserve it, gnaws at my core. But now, I know you're not different. Not anymore. He continues almost spitting. You're the same as all the rest. Heartless, selfish, cold, just like us. They taught you well. Wow, Ouch. Lucas. Yeah, I mean, that's... Lucas is being a little harsh, if you want to be honest, I think. Yeah. I feel like he's being a little harsh, but, like, think about his standpoint. Think about what he's going through. Sure. Think of it from his point of view. Yeah. I get that. I mean, he is about to die, so... Right, right. He can kind of afford to be harsh. Exactly. It's like he'd better get it all out now. Yeah, if you're going to go really gonna out, not get a chance. Yeah, Sorry. you might as well might as well say everything because you're not going to have any blowback at this point in time. So they can hear as Maven's out there, right? And he starts to give his little speech outside in the arena area. He says, some would call this cruelty. I don't doubt he memorized a stirring speech, probably written by his witch of a mother. My father's body is barely cold. His blood still stains the floor, and I have been forced to take his place, to begin my reign in such a violent shadow. We have not executed our own for ten years, and it pains me to bring that awful tradition again. But for my father, for my crown, for you, I must. I am young, but I am not weak. Such crimes, such evil will be punished. Wow. Well, I, I don't doubt, like, I can just imagine him in front of, like, a mirror in his bedroom practicing that. Oh, I can't. And, too. like, yeah. 100%. But, like, Alara's back there and she's like, no, it wasn't good enough. Yeah. Do it much. again. Do it again. Do it again. I'll just give it for you. Just <laughs> and give the speech. Pretty much. <laughs> so then Lucas is let out. Yep. They, Lucas disappears. Pop, pop. Lucas is dead. And that's pretty much <laughs> how that goes. Yep. Like, it's but Mare, that fast. Mare's, like, 
she hears gunshots or whatever, she's like, oh, I can't look. Yeah. So technically, she did not watch Lucas die as intended, but I no. feel like it's close enough. She sees them drag his body away, That's though. Right. And it's- sees the blood all mm-hmm. over the sand. Then, yeah. then Mayor throws yet another pity party. This one's formal. Yeah. Uh-huh. Attire dress. Yep. Fancy. So, but she doesn't really have much time to do anything because it's they're next. Yes. So she gets her first look at the arena in the bowl of bones. And it looks pretty much like a standard arena, you know. Like you got. Yeah. And there's video screens everywhere. everywhere. And why not? Right. I mean, you gotta make sure that the people in the cheap seats can still see the action. And the video cameras are trained on Mare and Cal. It's it's like a silver thing. Are there cheap seats? I feel like it's for like a like mostly for the high houses. Would there be cheap seats? Of course. Where are the common silvers going to sit? Are they there? Is my point? Oh, I'm sure they're there. They're going to have as many people there as possible. Oh yes. And then it's also going to be recorded and broadcast everywhere. Yeah. So then on that same video screen, though, don't they play a sweet video package of all the things the cameras caught that they didn't realize? Oh, yeah. They should have known. Some security camera uh-huh. footage breaks in instead of them showing Cal and Mare in the arena. And every single moment that Mare spent with Cal. Like the dance lessons and everything. Sneaking out to go to the stilts, Mm -hmm. the dance lessons, Mm -hmm. all their conversations, Mm -hmm. the kiss, Mm -hmm. everything. The king's murder at the end. It was not the right time. All the way up to the king's murder. So then once, you know, Mare realizes she's seen this video package and the way it's put together completely corroborates the story that they're trying to tell right like even she would believe their story at this point i mean that's what it looks like is that we were whispering we were dancing we were doing all this behind the king's back and maven's back and then i convinced him to kill the king yeah with the evidence given it makes some sense then we've got another speech by Cal, and this one is specific just for Mare. Maven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Maven. And this one is specific. You'd think you'd get them straight by now. Well, I still had Cal thoughts in my head. Hey. Cal. Sorry. No, not you, Dad. I was was like... "Mm -mm." So yeah, Maven gets up and he's directing this. And this is basically just to cover everything that Mare's already saying what, how are you going to just explain when I have red blood he pretty much covers it before she even goes out there before they even start yeah. that's what this is I've got it is that okay go for it Mayor Molly Barrow once we believed you to be the lost Marina Titanos another murdered citizen of my crown with the help of your red brethren you deceived us with technological tricks and ruses Infiltrating my own family. We gave you an education, status, power, strength, and even our love. For that, you repaid us with treachery, turning my own brother against his blood with your deceit. We now know that you are an operative for the defeated Scarlet Guard, and you are directly responsible for the loss of countless lives. 
together with my brother, Prince Tiberius VII of House Calor and House Jacos, you are accused of many violent and deplorable offenses against the crown, including deception, treason, terrorism, and murder. You killed the king, my father, bewitching his own son to do the deed. You are a red devil. And then he looks at Cal. He's like, and you are a weak man, a traitor to your crown, your blood, and your colors. I pronounce you both guilty of your crimes. Submit to execution. <gasps> bum, bum, and then the crowd squeals like a bunch of bloodthirsty pigs. Because yeah, that's exactly I mean, that's what, what they, they are. Yeah, they're just ready to see some blood all over the place. And Mayor's like, this is it. Here it comes. The the execution, the firing squad's going to come out and they're going to shoot us in front of everybody and broadcast it. But that's not exactly what happens. Right, right, right. What does happen? So some people walk out. And there's five of them. Mm-hmm. We've got a strong arm from House Rombos, who Mare so casually notes will tear her from limb to limb. Yeah. Oh, how she describes how each of these people could kill either yeah. her or Cal is just so very Mare. Mm-hmm. A shadow from House Haven who can disappear and choke her to death without her even knowing he's there. Uh, an Osanos nymph who could defeat Cal's fire and drown him. Mm-hmm. And then the best two for last come out in matching suits, Evangeline and Ptolemus with their knives ready to attack. Oh, this is going to be fun. Mare is all of a sudden like hearing a ticking in her head. You know, like, it's go time. We're getting there. She sees it coming. sees the end coming. And above them, she hears Maven say, let them die. Let the bloodbath begin! Yep. And scene. And scene. That's the end of the chapter. That's our cliffhanger. Yeah. Is now five very powerful silvers coming towards a mare with no weapons, Arvin suppressing her power, and Cal with only his flame maker bracelet, and a nymph right there to put out his fire. So it doesn't look real great for Mare and Cal at this point in time. Yeah. Correct. Not looking good. Um, thoughts? On this, uh, well, I mean, you know, not, not very, not very bright. The the future isn't looking good. No, they're definitely planning on toying with them in the arena before they kill them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is yeah. not going to be anything quick and painless. They're going to draw it out as long as possible. I think the. But one thing is, I think that they have to like be smart. Because Cal can still technically fight. Cal is probably, based on the way they describe him, by far the best. Right. In and in this kind of combat. We have seen him take on two people at the same time right. and win. Handily. Yeah. So 
But now and, we I mean, have this is five a lot. Right. Like, That's elite true. level fighters. That's true. And But, like, you know, I feel like they have to be careful with how long they let this draw on. Yeah. Because he could, I mean, if he's able to take one or two out early. Yeah. You never know. Or if they're able to kill Arvin somehow, then. And then Mare I mean, can, right. Mare you can have a bring whole down other host of problems coming. Yeah, that would be the best thing to do, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you could take out the take out Arvin, because we haven't got there yet. But in the future books, I mean, you Julian's even said you're so much more powerful than us about Mare, and they don't even know the extent of her abilities. We find out, we find out. I mean, just not even the limits necessarily, but how powerful she can be in the future books. So, if you just can get that, give her her powers back, you never know. What difference that could make? That's right. that would be the that would be the smart way to go. Definitely. You want to think about that? First thing Cal should do is turn around and flame. Boss. Yeah, flame blast Arvin. Yeah. Right. And then turn the tide on the whole thing. Right. Exactly. But we shall have to wait till next week to see. That's correct. I think how all that goes down. This chapter, there's just so much good Maven material. Because he's so, he gives these great speeches that they're just kind of like cutting and biting. But then, like you pointed out earlier, it a lot of his actual accolades are things his mom has done. Right. So he sounds like a spoiled little child. Yeah. It's an Alara propaganda right. machine. It's, when you go back and read it, it's, it's, it's kind of almost borderline funny. Not like... It's written poorly, but it's like, yeah. okay, you can tell he's a kid. Exactly. Oh, yeah. A spoiled kid. And, and his I mean, mommy's in charge. Exactly. And it's like, what is he going to do if Alara dies? Right. And it also makes it almost... Like, before he's an adult. Right. Yeah. Well, either way, it also, how much slack is Alara going to give him to do what he wants to do because he's so emotionally stunted and childish the things that he might come up with are kind of scary if you think about it oh yeah i mean absolute power corrupts absolutely right and he's basically got kate blanchett to just go crazy right. with the kingdom Carte blanche <laughs> kate blanchett he could do whatever he wants he can do whatever he wants and that's that's scary yeah so we've got one more chapter in this book left in the epilogue. Which we'll do together. Yeah. We're going to do those as one episode. Because like five pages. Next week, yeah. And then we're going to have some really fun bonus episodes. Mia's been planning some stuff for us to do <laughs> kind of in between uh, books one and two. They're going to be three, I believe. Yeah. She's got another production coming up, so yeah. we're going to try to bank some episodes for you guys so we make sure that you've got content every week we can make sure we've always got something to put out for you but we're gonna take a little break in between books one and two and shake it off a little bit and have some fun before we jump into shake it off. yeah sorry i'm done that's i mean i i threw you a softball you did yeah and we're gonna we're gonna have some fun before we jump back into book two. Because for those of you guys that have read the series already, it uh, does not get much brighter. Yeah, it's it's a real downer. 
but we're going to make it as fun as possible like we always do. There's there's going to be some characters to make fun of. So many characters <laughs> to make fun of. Oh, yes, for sure. Yeah. There's one character in particular we're going to have a field day with. Right. Yeah. But we also get a lot more of other characters that we really like. Right. So. Barley, namely. Correct. Yeah. Correct. If you've like read through a lot more of the series, you forget how mysterious Farley is in the first book. At the beginning, yeah. Yeah. You don't know anything about her. Yeah. But that'll change. Funny. That'll change pretty fast. So this week's fan art, again, is kind of fitting for what we have for this episode, especially with who is coming out at the end, because we've got a drawing of Evangeline. So I will show you guys this. I like that. Wow. That's good. With her knife there. Yep. Yeah. She actually has silver hair. Congrats. Yep. Actually has silver hair and silver eyes. So I got that part of it right. The kind of gunmetal looking suit since her family does all the weaponing Mm -hmm. and whatnot. Weaponing? Is that a word? I mean, something like that. Weaponating. And this comes from uh, Lua R. Draws on Instagram. That is L-U-A-R-D-R-A-W-S. We'll have that link on our fan page on our website. We'll have it on our Instagram as well, and we will tag their Instagram, the artist's Instagram as well. So let me throw the socials out there for you guys. Uh, Sorry about that background noise. We've also got our fan casting episode that we're going to have in between book one and two. So send us in those ideas for the fan casting episode. Um, We're always looking for fan art, so send your fan art in. You can find us on Instagram. That is the place where we're most active. That's just at Reading with the Rockefellers. You can send us an email, which is readingwiththerockefellers at gmail.com. You can go to our website, which is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. On the website, we've got all of our episodes. There's links to downloads, the fan art. Every week, we've got the fan art that's posted. You can see our beautiful faces. I need to get a picture of our new babies put up on yeah. there. They've made their Instagram debut, but they haven't made their website debut, website yet. debut yet. Yeah, We've got two new mascots for the show, new baby rats. So we've got to get that taken care of. But yeah, we really love hearing from you guys. Book one uh, has been such a roller coaster, and we are ready to wrap this thing up, have some fun, and then... Uh, jump into book two. Yes. Still need f- some casting, fan casting. Yeah. Yes. Definitely send in your fan casting submissions and your fan art. We're always looking for both of those. So we really appreciate you guys hanging out with us and coming along on this journey with us. And we will see you next week for the conclusion of book one, Red Queen. Yes. Exciting. All right, see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.